Don't just talking, top rope walking, ultimate exit, serious flex, never be vague with your boy Craig, and opinion mixing from Pizza Nixon, keep to the things in an impactful way, bloody nonsense as the Brits say, talking bloody nonsense. Yes, it's me, it's me, it's the M-I-C, Craig, a.k.a. Mr. Impact. Join us always by the one and only Peter Nixon. This is our Rebellion special, Talking Bloody Nonsense, right here on the TNIW channel. As you can see, we are joined by our very first guest on the main show, uh, the Booker Man of DOA Wrestling, Alec Bennett. Thank you for coming on. How's it going? I'm good, yeah. Um, had a day at work and actually managed to get this set up on my phone relatively easily. So, success. Great success. Yeah. Great success. A Borat reference. Topical. Yeah. Uh, uh, kind of, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so it's obviously uh, the week of rebellion. It's here. The card it's pretty stacked. I've seen uh, myself and Nixon went into a bit more detail of it all last week, but we'll go again. This time we'll give our predictions. And for the final 10, we'll just jump in and talk a little bit about what happened on Impact this weekend, what's coming up. So we'll, we'll have a final 10 re-preview. Two segments in one for you there. So I guess without any further ado, let's get into Rebellion. Card seems, like I said, seems pretty, pretty stacked, but um, Alex, since you're the guest, we'll go straight to you and get your take on Jonah versus Ishii. Um, yeah, I mean, it will be good. <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Jonah. Um, I was in NXT as well um, and saw a bit of his stuff before that even. Um, yeah, him and PCO was, was wicked. Um, yeah, I, I hope, and I think, I don't know if we're predicting already or, or what, but um, yeah, I, I think that, that Jonah should and will uh, win that um, to keep him strong and, and as a sort of potential type challenger in the, in the months ahead. Um, so I think he will win, but I think it'll be really good and, and something different. I like the kind of the, the big heavy hitting matches um and i think jonah's one of the best at, at that so yeah um i think that's gonna be really good and uh, yeah jonah for me yeah i i love jonah um i think he's been tremendous he was like you said i think tremendous in nxt i loved that match he did with johnny gargano for the yeah. um the north american title i thought it was fabulous um I, I like this match against Ishii because it's different to the matches he's been having. It's more of a stand-up-and-slug fight, yeah. whereas, um, you know, the stuff he's been doing with PCO has been, you know, move-heavy, for lack of a better term. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Alec. I think Jonah picks up the win here. It doesn't hurt Ishii to come into Impact and lose to Jonah. Um, no. If he was losing to Johnny Swinger... <laughs> For example, then maybe not. But Ishii think, can rebound. I'm sure he'll be on future Impact shows as well, where he can, um, you know, grab another win and build yeah. him back up. 
I think that um, it's similar in the, in the way Suzuki um, on AEW losing to Samoa Joe. It doesn't do Suzuki any harm because it's Samoa Joe, if that makes sense, you know. And it doesn't do Ishii any harm losing to Jonah um, because, you know, the match, I mean, it should be really good. So nobody loses, really. Yeah, yeah very true. Jonah needs should it. Be an ab- should be an absolute banger. And before multiverse of matches, I would have been completely on Jonah winning this match. Obviously, he, obviously Ishimori, uh, Ishii did lose at multiverse of matches to Eddie Edwards. And of course, there's the rumours of Jonah maybe not sticking around with Impact on a permanent basis. I don't know how pleased New Japan will be with a legend of like Ishii losing twice in the same company. I'm fully behind Jonah, and I think he's one of the best super heavyweights. He had a, by all accounts, had a great match of progress with, um, uh, I believe, uh, Luke Jacobs for the the Atlas, the final of the Atlas tournament, spoiler alert. So so I'm all all for uh, Jonah sticking around, but but whether... It does come to fruition as a different story. I'm. Oh, it's a tough one. What do you think? Do you think Jonah is sticking around, or? I think even if he's not under contract, I think he dips his toe in and out. I think he's here for certainly for the next year. I don't. I can't see him finishing up at Rebellion. Certainly. Yeah. No. I. I think. I think the same. I think that. Um... That Jonah, I mean, he, I think he should stick around because um, I think there's still a lot of matches that uh, are really interesting with him. So I think that him and uh, yeah, him and Moose, him, Josh Alexander, a rematch with PCO, um, you know, more matches that interest me with him. Um, and I feel like if he went say, for example, AEW or something like that, he quite easily get lost in amongst that shuffle, which seems to be the case there anyway with a lot of people. But um, in Impact, he can really get a focus on uh, him, a spotlight on him, and I think he's, he's one of the, the top guys there. So, um, And he's showing that. So I think he should stick around if he's not planning to, and he, and he probably listens. They all <laughs> They're all secretly uh, living. Uh, then yeah, he should stick around. I want him to, and hopefully he does. I think money-wise, um, even if he's not making the big, big bucks in Impact, he's working New Japan as well, and he can do his own stuff on independence. So financially, I'm sure he's doing all right. He wouldn't need to take the big money deal from AEW or go back to WWE necessarily. Yeah, and I think that you know when uh, I know things are still a little bit tight in terms of people going over to Japan and there doesn't seem to be as many um, sort of American guys or I know he's New Zealand isn't he but he's based in America doesn't seem to be as many working the shows in Japan and now New Japan are doing more shows in the US but um, the Japanese fans in Japan would, will absolutely love him as well do you know so so I think that relationship with New Japan and enable him to work regularly for Impact I think the balance is really good for him and I think that that he should be sticking around. Yeah, it's, it's, I'd say that seemed more likely. And going on off that, if I 
I'm pretty sure a conflict general will stick around for at least a while longer, certainly longer than Ishii. So on that thinking, I think I will have to go with Jonah picking up the win on Ishii. So if all agreed, it's Jonah picking up the win at Rebellion. We're all agreed, so book it, Scott. Wouldn't have a talent and just should be a, a banger match either way. Whichever, whichever way the result goes, should be a killer, killer match. Next, we move on to a match that with the recent news coming out is kind of up in the air. Uh, Eddie Edwards versus Jonathan Gresham. Of course, Jonathan Gresham was supposed to compete at Progress this past weekend. Unfortunately, due to an injury, don't know the severity of it. But it it is still being announced and it's still on the card as we speak. So I guess we'll predict it as it's happening. Uh, Nixon, what's your take on this? Well, no, it's it, either way it should be great, a great match. All these card, all this entire card is stacked, and Gresham versus Eddie should be should be any different. I loved the on and no more story arc. Uh, I think it's been tremendous all the way through. Um, and the Eddie reveal, although it was obvious, it was still quite satisfying. Uh, I know you were up in arms, Craig. It, it really got you, didn't it? Yeah, oh, it properly pissed me off. <laughs> but this job. This yeah, job. absolutely. Um, I think because Gresham... If the rumours are correct, he's headed to AEW as the Ring of Honor World Champion. Um, so that means Eddie has to get the win here. It, it doesn't go any other way for me. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I have to agree on that one. I, I think Gresham was great, and I think he's done an impact so far. Has been, he's proved himself as, if not the at least very top technical wrestlers in the world and as Ring of Honor World Champions doing a great job but of course with the with Tony Khan AW now only in Ring of Honor we don't, know, we, don't, we don't really know what's going on there whether this relationship between Impact and RS will continue or if, but judging by what happened with uh, uh, Suzuki and TV title it's not very promising for the likes of Diana Brazza no unfortunately uh, regarding Ring of Honor, right quickly, sorry to interrupt. Um, I was concerned when Tony bought AEW that uh, bought Ring of Honor because I wondered if he would sort of sacrifice the, the authenticity of Ring of Honor and sort of promote it as an AEW product with the Ring of Honor banner on it. But watching Battle of the Belts on uh, Saturday, seeing Gresham against Dalton Castle. They used their entrance music. They used their, you know, uh, entrance videos. Bobby Cruz was the announcer. So I'm hoping there is that authenticity of Ring of Honor on the new product. And I like the match with Gresham and Dalton Castle. I don't know if either of you watched it. I'm a big Dalton Castle fan. Um, so yeah, it was good to see those to have a good match. People get into the match. Um, you know, the crowd really got behind both men. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for the future of a Ring of Honor and uh, Jonathan Gresham in AEW's slash Ring of Honor. Yeah, uh, Alec, sure take on all this. 
I'm kind of in the same boat. I was a bit disappointed. So I'm not. I don't watch AEW as much as I watch some some other brands. Um, and I'm one of the few people who kind of stuck watching Ring of Honor throughout the pandemic and stuff. And I actually thought they were one of the better shows with no crowd, um, especially when they did the Pure tournament. Um, uh, and I, I was concerned because there's a lot about AEW that is not really for me. It's not you know, my cup of tea. And, and like you said, um, I think that so far it's it's not been too bad there's a lot of things they are keeping um and sticking with i was a little bit concerned that on the the pay-per-view that they did they seemed to kind of shift belts onto people who are AEW contracted guys and off of people that maybe they're not going to be keeping around and and that's to be expected but doing it all in one night seemed a bit much um you know, it got to the end of the show and I was half expecting them to bring out someone to add to Gresham and Bandido just to win the title, you know, because <laughs> I was like, okay, everything's changing. But, um, yeah, I think with, with Eddie Edwards and Gresham, I think the fact that it's not for the... Because Gresham has been defending the Ring of Honor title everywhere. The fact that the match is not for the Ring of Honor World Championship, I think, says that Eddie Edwards is going to win. Um, because otherwise, you know, Gresham's been defending it everywhere, so why wouldn't it? Yeah. Why wouldn't they try and make that, you know, part of the story? Um, so yeah, I think Eddie Edwards wins, Gresham rides off to Ring of Honor slash AEW and does his thing there, and and it does a lot more for Eddie Edwards than Gresham to win and then leave. So, for impact's sake, I think Eddie Edwards has to win. Yeah, I think we're all on the side of Eddie Edwards at this point. Then <laughs> again, it's we're unanimous. We're all agreeing on everything. Yeah, we're going to have to yeah. shake things up a bit. <laughs> Wait, I've got, I've got some hot takes coming your way. Oh, okay, right. Look at this. <laughs> all right, so let's change the pace a little bit, and we go to a match that was announced today as we record, which is a Tuesday. Oh, my minute. <laughs> it's. The influence defending the Knockouts World Tag Team Championships against the inspiration on the kickoff to Rebellion. Ah, okay. Uh, it, uh, which I'm not necessarily a fan of, but I understand considering the rest, considering the rest of the card. But I just hope the inspiration win, especially with the whole Caleb thing. You know, no one. I don't think it makes any more sense to keep the influence as the champions. In my opinion, I plus I've just been inspiration iconics from day one, so I'll stay with inspiration and we two time knockouts tag team champions. Alec, what's your take on the knockouts tag match? Um, well, I've just found out this match is happening from you, so um, yeah, I think ordinarily I would have agreed with you there. Um, the fact it's on the pre-show, I don't know if that means that they won't switch the titles, um, or maybe that's something to try and try and hook people um, with the pre-show and do a title change there. Um, I get a little bit frustrated with the knockouts tag titles, and same goes for WWE's women's tag titles, in that a lot of the time it feels like like makeshift teams, like not not real tag teams 
Um, I don't think there's that much depth um, in a lot of the women's tag divisions, which is a shame. Um, I think the... Yeah, I, I don't think the titles will change on the pre-show, personally. I don't think it's a, a case of the titles not changing hands on the pre-show, because like you said, they often use the pre-show as an advert for, you know, to buy the pay-per-view. And if the yeah. pay-per-view, if the pre-show is airing live on YouTube, it's going to get people, you know, if there's a banger of a match, which the last few pre-shows have been outstanding the matches on the pre-show rival the matches on the main card. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, if there was going to be a title change, it could happen on the pre-show. But I'm with you. I think the influence retain here. Um, yeah. I know, Craig, that you're a big fan of the inspiration. And I, I think they're wonderful characters, really funny. In ring-wise, I think they just haven't brought it in Impact so far. I mean... Their, their match at Sacrifice was good, but that's the only good match I've seen the inspiration have in Impact. Yeah, but they're the, they're the only like, real... Well, not the only, but you know one of the few real teams, like I was saying. Like, a lot of times, the teams are thrown together mm. to, to make the, you know, the challenger of the month or whatever, you know. Um, and they, they at least... The positive to them is they feel like a real team. Um, but yeah, I, I I think they've still got, you know, they're riding off of the this kind of WWE um, reputation. They've not yet really delivered um, on it for me. Yeah, um, I mean there are there are teams. I mean you're obviously the influence decay. You've got you've kind of got Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans. You could do something with Deanna and uh, and Chelsea, maybe. Uh, mm. But you're right, they are kind of thrown together teams. And then you could bring anyone for Lady Frost or Giselle Shaw to team with. So I think there is potential depth in the division. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked, um, although they kind of repeated a lot of the same matches, but um, the Tasha Steels with Kira Hogan... Yeah, fire and flavor. Yeah, they felt like a real team, um, although they they seem to repeat a lot of the same matches for like multiple shows in a row with them. But still, you know, they felt like a, a real team. And as um, like Kira Hogan's not really landed anywhere else yet, you know, maybe at some point she she comes back as well because I, I quite quite like them as a team. Yeah, Fire and Flavor were great. And it was a good place to start for these for the rebuild of these tag team titles. But I agree they have kind of, had kind of petered out a little bit. I mean, you know, obviously there's been, especially with, between the inspiration and the influ, influence, there's been COVID, there's been the injuries, there's been anything, everything with this match. So, but as far as the inspiration go, what I gather from their first, interviews when they and when they come, come into impact they're very much of the mentality if it ain't broke don't fix it and which especially with this stuff they have it worked in WWE it just didn't it didn't get a lot of time to do it they didn't have much time on TV to do it next to they get in there they don't move to the main, main roster they should have put tag titles on from the beginning but 
hey, it's is what it is. But I think you know because obviously now Caleb's gone, it's it's not the storyline there has gone completely. Apart from the fact this is a rematch, the storyline had now just got poof. So I think they put inspiration back tag themselves back on them, and then the influence have their rematch, which I guess that because if inspiration beat the influence, if influence beat inspiration, it's kind of where now because they haven't really we mentioned it last week they haven't really built been building any more teams whilst these two have been feuding. So I mean, of course, if you know if Rosemary does end up losing, then they could go back to decay, or they can. Build up uh, Frost and Shaw, but it's an interesting one. But, I, but I'm I'm sticking with inspiration. I think you two influence. Yeah, I yeah. I, I think you make some good points, Craig. Uh, you, I'm sticking with the influence, but it, with what you've said, it wouldn't surprise me if the inspiration get him back. Um, regarding Caleb, I mean, if he is gone then it's a huge loss because he's a tremendous utility player. But is this whole thing a work? Is he coming back very, very soon with a, a new, not a new gimmick, but a new sort of presentation? Maybe even a new tag team. Could be. Who knows? But I think it'd be interesting to see what they, what they do with this one because... Like I said, the storyline there, if it is legit, the storyline just kind of vanished now. But we'll move on to, let's go these maps that will feature also on the countdown to Rebellion. Oddly enough, the Exhibition Championship, Trey Miguel defends against Ace Austin and Speedball Mike Bailey. I mean... On the pre-show? On, on the countdown, yeah, pre-show. I saw that. That, that is very confusing i mean but, that's, that's the match you open with yeah but i th- i think that's perhaps done because there's already the other triple threat on the main show so maybe that's the thinking um but i don't know it does seem seems a bit of a strange decision but then if you've got this card what other match from the rest of them would you put on the pre-show you know, if you've got the two of them on the pre-show, you know You're what? Right. Yeah, you make a good point. You know, there's this because you nothing put, else. There. You couldn't put both women's matches on the pre-show. No, no chance. Have the internet trolls? Mm. Have the internet trolls on your back? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think actually, when you look at it like that, um, it's not that surprising. Um, but yeah, two two of the title matches being on the pre-show is um, a bit strange. Hmm. Who do we see winning? Right, so I've got a theory on this match. Oh, this is my hot take, Eric. Um, everyone is expecting Speedball Mike Bailey to win this match. I think they go the total opposite direction. I think Ace Austin regains the championship and it can lead to a rivalry between Austin and Bailey with Bailey obviously the baby face chasing the villain yeah 
I'm I'm fully uh, I'm my heart wants to be but my head says ace I because I'm such a fan of speedball for so long obviously he's, he's he is essentially a veteran he is a veteran he's been around for quite a while but obviously his momentum got stalled massively with the whole visa issue but right now I think it'd be too quick to put the title on speedball so and Trey, again, COVID and uh, family issues is obviously not his fault, not obviously not completely not his fault, but it has to kind of store store his momentum as exhibition champion. Don't really see him a lot on TV. I think they'll get a title off Trey and they'll move it to Ace Austin, not for very long, just long enough to build up people potentially to maybe. Maybe it happens under siege in May, but I, I, I'm going to say Ace. Yeah, I mean, to your point, Craig, they haven't... I mean, Bailey's been in Impact since January, and it is a bit too soon, but not just that. He's not quite over enough yet. He's not getting the big crowd reactions yet, and it will come. I'm certain it will come. But it's it's not there just yet, and that's the reason I think Bailey doesn't win the championship on Sunday, uh, Saturday. Yeah, I think that um, the issue that you, that you have is, is when I think it is a case when Bailey wins it that he needs to win it from you know a heel from a from a villain um, in order for it to kind of get the reaction. So naturally, you would think then Ace Austin. Um, I just, I just hope that if they go down that route, that um, Ace Austin is not too quick of a of a rain and switch because he kind of, he didn't really get a big rain with it before. It felt like they could have done more with him as as champion um, when he had it last time. Well, I I felt so. Um, so yeah, I, I but actually, I think in this match. I think champion retains. Uh, actually, in in this, yeah, and I think that that Ace Austin and Mike Bailey will still have a feud coming out of it, but not for the title, and that'll be used to elevate Bailey to get him to the point of getting those reactions that they're after, but not in a title program, um, and then he will eventually win it later in the year. Personally, yeah, yeah that I, I think, all sounds very plausible. Yeah, it's. I agree. It is almost ne- inevitable. My hey. win this title, but I think, I think Ace will, will potentially roll up Bailey. Like Bailey's got a back turn and be a roll up and this and a sneaky heel win. I think that's how it, I can. That's how I can picture it in my head. But it's impact. You know, they can. Literally take us one ways and spin us in entire direction. So I can only wait and see. But um, is so it we'll go on to who's keeping track of this? I am. Okay. What do I win? Accolades. Accolades. Yeah. Brilliant. Bragging so rights. Bragging rights. The next one. <laughs> cool. Uh, so we'll go on to the next triple threat on the card which I said last week and I stand by could 
easily be the a num number one contenders match for the World or X Division Championship. And it is Steve Macklin versus Chris Sabin versus Jay White. And I am so excited for this match. Because, mm -hmm. and I, I, I firmly believe Macklin will win this. I firmly believe it. But I guess it's impact. So Jay White just lost. <laughs> and so did Chris Sabin. So, oh, Macklin, let's say beat Macklin. Yeah. So it's it's interesting one because I know a lot of people were confused at the start of when this match was announced, but it it, it all feeds in. Now Sabin beat White and Macklin, and Macklin just like, wanted to oh White over Macklin. So I'm excited for it. I think it should be a great one. And um, yeah, Alec uh, Shaw take on this triple threat. Yeah. Um... I mean, we had a, a conversation before Mr. Nixon um, where we were talking about Macklin and saying how, you know, it was kind of a, a signing that didn't really excite either of us and, and he's been a bit of a, bit of a revelation. Um, I would love for him to win um, this triple threat. I don't think he's going to. I personally think Jay White will win. Um, but I would love it for for Macklin to win. Uh, my prediction, though, is is Jay White. Yeah, that's fair. I think because Jay lost at Multiverse to Sabin, then he he could potentially be in a position where he needs to get a win back. But I'm with Craig. I'm siding with Steve Macklin. I think he's got some good momentum going at the moment. Uh, mind you, he lost to Eric Sherry last week. Um, and that is kind of 50-50 booking if uh, if he wins this. But I think you need to start building Macklin up as a potential challenger to the World Championship. So I think I'm going to say Bound for Glory next year, Macklin will either be defending or challenging for the world title in the main event of Bound for Glory. That's my, uh, that's another hot take. Um, it's, it's not like Macklin needs to pin Jay White. He can pin Chris Sabin and Jay White become like comes out of the match unscathed. And it, it won't hurt Sabin to to job to Macklin. No, Sabin's beyond that now. You know, it doesn't it doesn't matter if he if he gets beat. Um yeah, and I think Sabin will be the one to get beat. Um yeah, I'm still sticking with pick, but yeah, I I would love to be wrong with this one if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I love the fact, and we talked about it last week, Craig, that this is a three-way match with no real stakes. Like, there's no championship on the line. There's no announced number one contendership on the line. It's just a three-way because these guys don't like each other. And it's so rare and it's so cool. I can't remember the last yeah. time I saw something like this. I remember one of the Bound for Glories, I think it must have been 2008, AJ Styles, Booker T and Christian Cage had a fairly random three-way and it stole the show. Yeah. And this uh, that's very well what could happen at Rebellion on Saturday. Yeah, I, I think that that uh, does does make it unique. I didn't realise it until you said that last week on, on your show. And I kind of sat there and thought, you know, when was the last time a triple threat didn't involve a title? Because it's, it's usually... 
the natural thing. There has to be a reason to get into that triple threat. And I, I think yeah, that does make it quite quite unique. Um, it's not even like, a, like you say, a contenders match or anything really that seems to be on the line as such. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's that's what makes it really interesting because it makes it harder to predict. Um, yeah, but for me, Jay White. All right. So we're going now to uh, another. Yeah, it's, it's great that there's three championships on the line in three women's matches. That's I'd love to see it. And I think the one we're I think the one we're most excited about, and we'll go to that one now for the AAA Reina de Reinas Championship. Ty Varka returns to take on the champ champ Diana Peraza. And I, we all knew we all kind of knew this match was coming, but the fact that it's this week is so so great. Nixon, what's your take on this one, and who do you see picking up the win? Well, like you said, I'm, I mean, we predicted this match to happen at Multiverse. Pretty much everyone did, um, but we got that reveal of, of Tyre coming back to Impact at Multiverse, which is, if anything, it was more satisfying that to know that this match is coming up as opposed to just, yeah. oh, here it is. Um, I fully expect Tyre to win the championship, and because we all know Diana's going to have to drop the Ring of Honor Women's Championship very soon, and this begins the 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 mental downward spiral of Diana Perazzo, like we kind of saw with the Mickey James feud. But I think you could even build Diana up again as a babyface. And have her challenge Tasha Steeles for the the Impact Women's uh, the Knockout Championship. So that's the way I see this one going. Like who's got on this one? Um, yeah, I think I, it almost I hate to say obvious, but it almost feels like it is a little bit that Tyre will win. Um, I, I think it would think it'd be good. Um, I'm not. I'm actually more excited about the the other women's title match on the show, strangely. Um, I, I'm a big Rosemary fan, so I, I, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's I think it's only gonna go one way. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think you're right though. As I hadn't really thought of, of Diana being able to you know switch in and, and doing uh, rebuilding her up. Um, as a as a baby face, but I think that would would actually work quite well and be completely different. Because if you, if you try and just retread the same thing again with her, I think I think it's time to kind of switch things up a little bit, maybe with her. Yeah, I mean, I I agree in the sense that Diana is probably going to lose this one, which. It's kind of unfortunate because we know she's also eventually going to lose the Ring of Honor title. I mean, also I don't know what goes on between uh, in conversations between Scott Demore and Tony Khan, but if Diana wins, then I think Mercedes Martinez makes herself known. But if not, then I think it's just 
start of a downward spiral for Dionne before an eventual rebuild. And yeah, potentially going after the knockout's title. But I I would like to see Dionne win it. But I I think everything's gone on, it kind of has to be tired at this point. I think Ty gets the uh, AAA Reina de Reina's title back. And then, but it's also, um, if, if Diona does lose, when do they do the Mercedes Martinez match? That's what I'm trying to wrap my head around here. I can't see a time in the future. It's, it's not going to happen on the AW. I don't think Tony, I don't think Tony Khan would, I don't know if he'd necessarily have that or Impact would necessarily be too happy with it. But because, all right, it's a, it's a difficult one. Because Tyre should be winning this title. But it's also, are they really going to let, uh, are they really going to continue the champ, the champ challenge at that point? Um, I don't catch it, but from uh, the Wrestling Revolver uh, this past week, I don't know if Dionne came out and had the Ring of Honor title with her. I know she had a match against Billy Starks, but I don't think she had the Ring of Honor title with her. So I walked back with only one title from a camera angle, from a fan's camera. So I don't know what's going on there. I don't yeah, know. It's kind of quietly, you know, if, if they're not confident that they can make a deal work where she, she sort of drops it or, or whatever, uh, they might just kind of quietly have that go away and Mercedes Martinez is just recognised as the Ring of Honor Women's Champion. That would be a shame because, you know, but I could, I, it depends, you know, it depends the situation uh, between them because um, I think the fact that they even named a kind of interim champion kind of says to me that they were quite far away on making something happen. So, um, yeah, maybe, maybe it, it goes until... They next do a, a ring of on a pay per view whenever that will be, um, and then that's when they'll they'll do something. But um, I think maybe just trying to think off the top of my head, things you could do with uh, Diana. Maybe when she's not got the titles, maybe then you you involve her in the in the the knockouts tag titles to kind of win finding a partner, getting someone that's a bit. Seems like a bit of a lackey, maybe, and and but they're the one that gets the win, but she carries the belts around, still claiming to be champ, champ because she's got two belts. That kind of thing, maybe, uh, could be kind of fun. Top of my head, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think maybe we might just see the Ring of Honor women's title just kind of fade away, which would be a shame. That would be so unfortunate because I mean it doesn't have the lineage of uh, of other belts in the wrestling business, but. You know, it is an important championship, especially right now. And so, yeah, people would shit on that. People would really hate that. So, I think I I can't see Mercedes coming to coming back to Impact and taking the championship. I think Diana has to go there. Yeah. If it happens on Rampage or something, it's, it's too big a match to have on Dark. Um, but. I don't think they're going to feature this match on Dynamite, are they? I think no. Diana has to go there on a maybe the next Battle of the Belt special, or like you said, the uh, the next Ring of Honor pay per view. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, I, 
I really, really hope they don't just fade the championship off. Uh, yeah. You know, well, well, it was uh, it such a stink. Yeah, it would be really unfortunate. Weird feeling about it. Unless you have Dion just pull a Medusa. You never know. <laughs> yeah, that would uh, burn a few bridges. Yeah. Uh, so now we'll go to the uh, third and final women's match on the card for the knockout sport title. Uh, Tasha Steele's defence against Rosemary, which I, I it's immediately, unfortunately, I don't see Rosemary winning it. I think Tasha retains. It just, it just goes, like that, goes that way. Now we'll take on this from Nixon. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean... Tasha needs some big wins under her belt in order to cement herself as a as a legit, you know, well considered champion. And Rosemary, she's been in Impact for a long time. She's held multiple championships. It'll be a big win for for Tasha, even though it's it's a fairly obvious win. It's still a big contender, a big you know notch on the on the mantle, as it were. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it would be a good match, I'm sure. Um, but Rosemary just doesn't have the momentum, unfortunately, going into this match. And Tasha has been killing it for the last several months, ever since she won Ultimate X. You know, this mm. is she's in the position she's meant to be. Um, until um, a more legitimate contender emerges... Tasha wins this match all day long. Yeah, it kind of has to. It's... Yes, can't really add much to that. I'm, I really like Rosemary. Um, have done for a long time. I think she's great, but um, I don't see her um, winning. I think it is the, the right challenger, though, because as you say, she's got... Um, you know, history. She's been on the top of the division. You know, she's been around a long time. So it's the kind of win that Tasha Steeles needs to solidify her. Because um, I know for for me, she still doesn't. It's almost like she feels, even though she's the champion, she feels less important than some of the some of the others. It feels less important than the Ty Valkyrie match. It feels less important than than. Um, than when Mickey James is is doing something, you know, it, she just still feels that kind of step below, even though she's she's the champ. So wins like this are exactly what what she needs to kind of elevate her still, because even though she's the champion, she still needs to be elevated and promoted like she is the top of the division. So I think I think it's a smart smart match, and and I think she will retain. Yeah, I mean. To say in your first reign as Knockouts World Champion, you've beaten Mickey James and Rosemary. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a pretty good start. So now we'll go on to the uh, the men's tag team championships in an eight-team elimination match. The Violet by Design defending against seven other teams in a, I'm guessing, Gauntlet style. I mean. It's interesting because tonight Violet by Design face Decay on Impact. I wonder if Decay get taken out by someone or something, and that leaves a spot open. But there's still a couple of spots open already, so 
I don't know, uh, Alec, what's your take on who, obviously, went for the tag teams last, last week. There's still a couple of empty spots on this. So just run me, through, run me through how many, which teams we know are definitely in it at this point. We don't, exactly. I mean, so, oh, good brothers, I, I guess, are guaranteed. Okay, just in case there was anything that I hadn't heard. So I was, before we, we came on, I was trying to think of who I think the eight teams will be. Um, I know who I would love to be in there and to win the whole thing um, would be the Briscoes. Um, but they're on GCW that night um, in a scaffold match um, on that show. Yeah, you're the best tag team in the world. Let's put them on a, on a scaffold. Who are they uh, in a scaffold match? Um, is it is it um, Bussy? It's, it's not. It's, um, oh my god, what's his name? Used to wrestle in MLW. Um, is it Mance Warner? And oh, yeah. Some... Oh, man. John Wayne. Oh, Manser. Yeah, Manser. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the kind of. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be interested in seeing that personally, but there you go. Um, I think it's a bit of a waste to put the Briscoes up on a platform where they can't really do that much. Mm. Matches in general just aren't ever actually that good. Like the idea of it is way better than <laughs> than any scaffold match has ever really been. Um, but yeah, so I was I was having a look. Notepad at the ready. I was uh, yeah I know prepared. I'm more prepared for listening to my own shows. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, this card's less likely to change, I guess, on the day. <laughs> um, yeah, so so violent by design. Good Brothers, um, Willie Mac, Rich Swan, they'll be in it. Uh, OGK probably. Um, Heath and Rhino, I think that's a pretty good shout. They'd be in there. Um, Johnny Swinger and Zicky Dice, um, maybe. Please, oh, uh, please. Maybe like the uh, other two guys in Honor No More, PCO and Vincent, maybe as a team. Um, maybe um, major broskies or major players they're major called players are, they're not booked on the show yet but is um, is Cardona on GCW as well I don't know I haven't seen that he's on there um, I would think that if he was going to be on there or announced in something he would have been announced by now being one of the sort of bigger names so mm. um, maybe so maybe they're in, in that um yeah, and that's about all I could all I could really really think of. So that's so Final Bond Design, Good Brothers, Mac and Swan, Zicky Dice, Johnny Swinger, OGK, Heath and Rhino, Vincent PCO, and then uh, major players. That's eight. Um, so maybe that's the list. But I'd like I'd like there to be a kind of non-impact prize otherwise why not just announce all the teams that are going to be in it um maybe there's a um a new japan team in there maybe there's um i don't know i i really don't maybe the nwa tag champs that'd be cool um yeah i don't i don't really know but um i can see there is room for a kind of a surprise um but I think my prediction is 
It's quite difficult, but my prediction is Heath and That's not where I thought you'd go with that. Hot take. Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, there, there are a few other combinations that I could think of, like Decay, you know, uh, Crazy Steven, Taurus. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. Also, potentially another Bullet Club team. You could have Chris Bay and Hikoleo. Yeah, true, true. If there's going to be another on and no more team, I wouldn't put PCO in it. I'd put um, Vincent and Kenny King. Kenny King. He's he's tremendous. I can't stand him. I, I hope he's sticking around. I hope he's gone and never comes back and just goes. I hope he goes to AEW so I don't have to watch him. <laughs> what should it be for Kenny King? I just don't like him. Just really don't like him. Yeah, I just I think he's really just bores me to tears. I just don't like the guy. On a not a personal level, I've never met him. But you know, I don't want to either because I have to be honest. And tell him to his face that I'm, I don't enjoy watching him. Uh, <laughs> oh, he'd be heartbroken. I know, right? Mm. I know. Never get him. Right. Hot take. Well, that's not really a hot take. I'm going with OGK to take the tag titles. Cool. And it's time for Honor No More to add some championships to their mantelpiece. And uh, yeah, I, I think Taven and uh, Bennett are a fantastic team. I really hope they're sticking around longer than Maria apparently is. So yeah, I'm, I'm going with Taven and Bennett to win the tag titles. I did just very quickly. I did have a thought earlier when I heard that Gresham potentially injured and spotted that um, Eddie Edwards and Davy Richards have been teaming on the Indies again. And I was like, that that could be interesting. Or even if Edwards loses his match and then somehow takes the spot of someone, I don't know, and, and that happens, that would be quite cool. But, I would love that. I'd love for the yeah. Wolves to come back. But as villains, I think that'd be really cool. Leading, because not often a tag team sort of leads a faction either. So mm. that would be quite a different spin, I think. Um, but it probably won't happen. I mean, Eddie and David did just lose the uh, Revolver tag titles to Blake and Macklin. So, oh, yeah, I see they were teaming again. That's yeah. Cool. It's more than... It could be possible, because like, if... Sorry, I'm keeping one, one eye on the main at Liverpool score, and I don't know why I bothered. But, um, yeah. Um, what was I? Uh, with... You know, at least the tag team titles situation. I mean, unless it's the Briscoes, I th I'm, I'm I'll say Valentine is retained. I can't see. It. I mean, you got the Good Brothers. They their contracts are up. No one really knows they're going to stick around. I mean, because if we if we're being realistic here with the Good Brothers, the way it looks to me, the only reason they came to Impact is because AW lost interest. That's always how I felt about the Good Brothers. But they, they and, signed with Impact and then did loads of stuff with AEW. Yeah. And that kind of dried up. But I don't know. I think I think there's a strong chance that Good Brothers win this. Um, yeah, with my sensible head on and not kind of 
you know, going with my going with my head and not my heart. I think that Good Brothers will probably win it. I'm not I'm not a big fan, but I think the reason being is I don't necessarily think they are gonna stick around much longer. And it makes sense for them to drop them to the Briscoes and get Briscoes their win back when when Briscoes come in. So I think that's potentially, you know, I think that that's the biggest win that Briscoes can get to win the tag titles because Good Brothers are the most established team within the division over the last couple of years. So I think potentially that's that's the reason that the Good Brothers would would win them. But I just I'm not a big fan of of them personally. They're a bit kind of overbearing to the division and um and actually it's one of the weaker elements of, of impact over the last couple of years. And I think they're a big factor in that. Oh, like we were talking about in Norwich recently, um, I think Carl Anderson is brilliant mm-hmm. as a singles wrestler. But the Good Brothers are a team are just wank. I'm sorry. <laughs> Only on a, on a UK show would you get the word wank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. Word of the night. I, I like uh, I like that hot take that um, the Good Brothers could win and then drop them to the Briscoes. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I see that as as a major major possibility. But I I seem to have a weird sense of when the tag titles are going to change hands, and I don't feel it this time. Maybe I could be completely wrong and just balls on my streak. What you Johnny Swinger? Yeah, that's where my heart, is, but my head. <laughs> uh, it, it, VBE retained. I think Bad Brothers are retained. If it's if it's young and if it's young and Doring, which I'm guessing it probably will be, then I think young and young and Doring retain. If it, if Dean is involved, Dean is eating the pit. Simple as that. All right, just but, for fun. All right, not just a prediction of who's going to win. Who's going to stay in it the longest? He's, he's going to run the Not the there. Good Brothers. No, if they don't win it, they come in last. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the Soldiers? Yeah, I think it has to be a face team. I, I can see Mack and Swan winning it. Going, yeah. going distance in it would, would, be, would be good. Or OGK. Yeah. Uh, probably more likely a babyface team, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's that's all I can see. Because I mean, with Paul Swanger injured, he had that reputation of being an Iron Man, and it looked like they were going to go for an Iron Man tag match with the soldiers in the north. But obviously, the whole thing with Swan unfortunately, unfortunately happened. So I think that's where I go with it. But now. Double check and haven't missed anything. So, nope. Now it's the main event. Finally, we're getting it uh, sooner than most people probably thought. But it is Moose defending the World Championship against the walking weapon in Josh Alexander. I'm really excited about this one. I think that they've done a great job in building it. Especially making it more, more personal. I like when a rivalry gets personal. So I think they've done a great job of it so far. But uh, Nixon, uh, go on, take it away and who you think is going to win and what your, 
looking forward to this match. Oh, you, you know this is going to be a banger. And um, we've said it on the pod before. The main event of a show should steal the show every time. And, you know, Josh and Moose have the opportunity to produce a match of the year candidate. Who wins? I am so torn. Because I've, I've written down Josh and... Uh, I think I'm I'm 51 to 49 in favour of Josh winning the championship. But then you're cutting Moose's title reign so short, and he's he's only just starting to have this amazing reign as world champion. And when I think world champion, I right now I think Moose. I don't think of Josh. So it's tough. I'm I'm sticking with Josh. Like, who have you got? Moose. Okay. Um, I am I'm a massive fan of both. Um, Josh Alexander um, is, is incredible. Um, I, I personally, I sent around when I got the, you know, the matches with TJP. And I, I remember sending them to so many different people that I know don't watch Impact so wouldn't have naturally watched it and just sending and just being like you, you have to see this, one of them being uh, Brad Slayer because he does the ankle lock and I was like Look at all these different transitions into an ankle lock <laughs> like, it was crazy um, yeah massive massive fan I do kind of still feel like there's something like when he won it before um, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel like he was the world champion yet. Uh, Moose feels like the world champion. Mm. Um, and I think that until the, the time when I look at it and go, okay, yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy, and now is the time. Um, and I don't, I don't think that's yet. Um, I think Josh Alexander can can. There's still other programs for him. There's still matches. There's still matches for Moose. There's still stuff I want to see him do as champion. There's still big title defenses I want to see. Um, and I kind of feel like if he loses it, where does Moose go? Because his whole thing for so long has been to be the world champion and to be the kind of top guy. And you know, he held the the other you know, the TNA belt and, and all that stuff. And um, it feels like he's now in the position where he, the whole thing has been leading. I don't think it's time yet. So um, I'm going to go with Moose. Uh, and I think Josh Alexander wins it this year. And I think he probably will be the one to win it. Um, but I think this circles back later in the year. Maybe um, maybe Bound for Glory or something. Maybe um, later. That's sort of October time. So maybe, yeah, later in the year. Um, it's circled back to it. But for now, I think Moose keeps it. See, when from the moment Moose won it, I kind of had a feeling that it's just just until they get Josh re-signed permanently and locked in for a long time. Now that's done, but I agree with you both in the sense that it doesn't feel like it should be over for Moose just yet. 
he's he has done a great job of, of being world champion. But I mean, going into Bound for Glory last year, most people agreed that leading up to, all from all the time leading up to it, Moose doesn't necessarily need a world title, but now he has it. It would be it be difficult to get that away from him and, and say, oh, he's not, now he's just back to being a challenge, back to being Moose. Not yeah. a world champion. Just uh, sorry to to interrupt. I think just on the, just while you just said about Josh Alexander being kind of locked in on a new contract, uh, as it seems to be the case. Um, I think on the one hand, it's like yeah, we've got him now, longer term. So yes, we've got him. But I think the fact that you know, locked into a longer contract, then you don't need to rush it. And you don't need to rush the belt onto him. You can do it at the right time. And I don't necessarily think this is this is it yet. But if he's locked in for a few years, then you can easily do that. You know, you've got that time to get it right. You don't. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Wave. I'm thinking though is that obviously Moose, you know, has gone to Josh's home. He's speared his wife with. So I think to do all that, and I mean, if if Moose wins, then Moose is just taking no step from being one of the best heels in wrestling. But if he, if Josh doesn't win, then it's almost he, he went through went through all that for nothing. It takes longer from to get to it, and it's just that happened in a short space of time. A lot happened for Josh. The way Josh always says that his emotions are in check, blah, 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 blah. I think I have to go with Josh on this because ah, I just, but it's a, it is really is a tough one. Think about it now. But I've all, from, since the, most, the first time Moose won it, thought, yeah, it, it's only a matter of time. Josh will win. Josh will, be, will get his match and win it there and there. Now, it, I, Whatever happens, happens. I think Impact have uh, the benefit of the doubt in the terms of their booking. But I, I think Josh will become world champion. Yeah, and I, I think you know to both of your points, there is stuff for Moose to do after being world champion. There's plenty of um, rivalries uh, in the heavyweight division for Moose. Also, I think the main event of Bound for Glory this year. I originally said it was going to be Moose versus Josh, but now it's happening at Rebellion. I think this year's Bound for Glory main event is going to be Josh Alexander against Matt Cardona. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Maybe, um, I mean, thinking about it, would it not make sense to keep to for Moose to retain, but only keep this going another couple of months? I mean, this whole year is they're kind of celebrating the whole 20 years. Anniversary is going to be big. Ooh, so maybe yeah. Ending Slammiversary with the big babyface title win for Josh. And that's only in, what, two months' time? So I think maybe maybe there, because then that's not stretching out the feud too long. Um, but I personally don't see it being this Saturday. Um, I think it would be, be after that. So 
maybe, I mean, I, I, I like what you're saying there with Cardona, but yeah, I think Moose retains and Josh wins it uh, a few months down the line. Hot take. Josh defends the world title at Slammiversary in a King of the Mountain match. Josh defends it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I mean, anything, anything can happen, right? No, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, there Knock we out. have it. The mountain. We're going to get a Queen of the Mountain match. I'm, I'm all for it. Queen of the Mountain match. Main event will be Moose and Josh Alexander, where Josh wins the title, and Queen of the Mountain for the Knockouts title. There you go. I prefer that. I prefer your idea. (laughs) There we have it. That will be at Rebellion coming up this Saturday night for the guys in the states. Sunday morning for us here in the UK. I mean. Uh, should be a banging, banging show. Don't forget on Saturday night will be the pre pre show over on the Twitch channel. Maybe you'll see myself and Nixon, maybe not. Have to tune in and find out. But I guess with that, I want to say uh, thank you to Alec. If you want to plug anything, go right ahead. No dear way, I've got a couple of shows coming up. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um... Yeah, we are in uh, Bury St. Edmunds on May 21st. Uh, we're also back in Great Yarmouth on June 11th. Um, yeah, and uh, that's the most immediate shows. We're also at the March Summer Festival again on June the 5th, uh, which is all fun. Uh, haven't been there in a couple of years due to the pandemic, so it'll be great to be uh, be back there. It's usually really busy, so looking forward to that. Um, yeah, and that's about it in the immediate future. I don't want to take too long talking about DOA on a on a podcast that's not really about that. But um, yeah, everything is uh, is going to be really good, and you should be there and buy tickets and enjoy. Um, actually, saying that, Mister Nixon, your match was announced this evening for the next yeah, show. Yeah, I, I saw it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be a tough one. Um, I've wrestled. Damien a few times now and it's always a, a battle um, but yeah it should be a fun match and uh, yeah come out to Barry and see me beat Damien again yeah Barry's like a like a home away from home for you. oh yeah it's always in Barry so uh, and that's of the original Barry shows back in the day yeah, and that's a Viva Lads Vegas. So it's uh, the Las Vegas themed show. So we've got you know, drag queen and, and all sorts going to be there hosting the show. And it, it should be a, a lot. Um, also, the, the Pandemonium Championship match is going to be a really fun one. I won't reveal it. It won't be announced uh, in, when this goes out in a few days' time. But it won't yet be announced. That'll be announced at the weekend. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but this was a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, appreciate you coming on. It's always fun to talk wrestling. But, of course, go watch wrestling wherever. If you wherever you are, if there's a local show, go. Just enjoy it. Uh, I, I'm off to Kamikaze this weekend to be for a show. 
uh, uh, can't wait to see War Horse, which should be fun. Just a lot of lot of fun wrestling, and also uh, guest guest number five of TVN Chats, Rio is also on the show, and a triple threat against Mariah May and Zaya Brookside. So you can go check out that episode of TVN Chats. You can t- also check out the other previous episodes with as of Lizzie Evo, Len Davis, Ricky Knight Jr., uh, PJ Knight. Go check it out. Anyone, any guests you want on TBN Chats, let us know. We are always on the lookout for new guests. Always. <laughs> Just, probably yep. your closing closing bit there. Um, when when's this when's this going out? It's going out on uh, it goes for every single Thursday, nine PM. 9 p.m. Okay, that's fine. Ignore me. Okay. <laughs> I'll still plug what I was going to plug. So the last um, DOA show in Great Yarmouth airs on Fight TV this Thursday. Um, so it is 8 p.m. But you can watch it on. So when this comes out, it will have already started, but it will be available to watch whenever you like so uh, check that out a um, couple of really great matches on there uh, in particular the the main event first time we've had an intergender match for the heavyweight championship uh, Winston defended against Madison Miles and I think they both really delivered uh, in that so uh, definitely check that out that was a sell out at the merch table with the, the rest of the wrestlers uh, the match was excellent yeah. that's a Go check all that out. Uh, you can follow us here, there, everywhere Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Sound, Spotify, and wherever else you podcast. I've been the MIC and will continue to be the MIC. He's been Nixon and will continue to be Nixon. Until next time, goodbye, my friends.